What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Riff. We hope you're having a good Friday night. We hope we can make it a little better. Uh, we've got an awesome guest tonight, uh, drummer for the Richard Arndt and the Brew. Welcome to the show, Kelly Moriarty. Hi. What's going on, man? How you doing? I'm, um, is this thing working? Now? Can you hear me? Yep. <laughs> All right, cool. How are we doing Let's tonight? Let's do this. I'm good, oh, man. How are you oh, doing? Sounds like you got some action going on in your house there. <laughs> uh, yeah. I got the, I got the kid. I got the, the, the little one running around. Yeah. Nice. She hasn't had dinner yet, so she's, oh, she's out of her kennel. Getting wrestled out of her kennel. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, joining us tonight, we also have my brother, Christian. I don't know if he's going to join in here yet or not. He's here. Yeah, he's I just... Somewhere. He's I never met your brother. I never met your brother, have I? I don't know. At Waverly, I'm sure at one point in time you have. Oh, okay. <laughs> I would have been the drunk one. Uh, and then I would you have know. been too. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get going too far, let's uh, want to let everybody know this episode is brought to you by Zounds, musician's number one online source for instruments, gear, accessories, and much, much more. No credit check financing on all orders starting at $59. No interest. 30 days to try out your gear, 30 days to return at no charge, 30 days to make sure you got the lowest price, fast and free two-day shipping. Go to our website, v514studio.com, click on the link, and shop there. We do get kickbacks for that, but kick, those kickbacks turn into giveaways for our viewers. Okay, now that we got the sellout stuff out of the way. Paying the bill. Paying the bills. I notice that when you when that stuff pops up, I lose you, and I'm like, oh shit, did I did I fucking lose her? <laughs> no, we get, no, we lost ourselves. Oh, cool. Anyway, so um, just some basic questions we'll start with. Hey, what got you into music and the drums to begin with? Um, okay, well, basically, I lived in a little farm town, Greenfield, Iowa. Shout out to Greenfield. Um, 13 years old, somebody gave me a drum set. It was just like a little, like a three-piece drum set with one cymbal and a hi-hat. But I was already listening to Moving Pictures, the album from Rush had just come out. And I was fucking blown away by that album, and I wanted to be a drummer already. Right. So when I got this dr little drum set, I looked at it like it was a monster, you know. I was like, <laughs> fuck yeah, and I... Took to it. I mean, I was playing to albums within three weeks. I the the Cars mm. Candio and these really simple, easy albums. Uh, Back in Black. Uh, you know, they're basic two four 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 drum beats. And I would listen to the headphones, and listen to that shit, and I took right to it. And and I was off and running by the time I was eighteen. I was in a band, and uh, it was fun. I just it was a fucking fun job so you, so you were more of a play by ear no lessons that kind of thing never had a lesson no joey loves you <laughs> who no joey he, joey Corlano. he fucking hates us he fucking hates us play by ear guys he says he can't oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have that talent either <laughs> i got a question that's kind of a lead off of that um uh, you don't have to say the favorite but I'm a huge Rush fan as well. You got a you got a favorite album? Do I have a favorite album from Rush? Yeah. Actually, it's an odd one, but I like Signals the best. Really? The one right the one right after Moving Pictures because yep. I felt like they had reached their pinnacle with Moving Pictures and it was kind of like what next, guys? Now what are you going to do? Right. And they did that album and they went into more keyboards, but they stuck with the distorted guitar and stuff. So, um, you know, there's a, that whole album's good. And so it's moving pictures. Uh, but I thought signals touched me more, uh, drum wise than, uh, moving pictures did just because I had already listened to moving pictures front and back a million times so when signals came out it was like i was already prepared you right know, i was like i i knew this was gonna blow my mind i just didn't know how you know I so i was more interested the first time i ever heard subdivisions uh i'm a keyboardist you know at heart i play guitar too but when i heard subdivisions that uh it blew my mind that was one of the 
Well, that was a, it was technically the first Rush song that I actually learned. Um, Tom Sawyer was the one I always wanted to play the most, but Subdivisions is actually more challenging. But uh, no, that Signals is a great album. That that whole album is challenging. I think I think uh, that Signals album was more challenging than to me anyway than than the Moving Pictures album. Hey, I, I just thought that Neil did a lot more intricate uh, drum signatures and stuff. So the complexity there, yeah. I just yeah. want to let you, uh, your uh, your singers on. He says, "Drink." <laughs> God damn it! All right. We always try to do toast. Yeah, he says, "Drink." You got to drink. That's the guy. I missed it. Let's think about toast at the beginning of the show. Yeah, you forgot our toast, man. And then he gets mad at me when I'm drunk at the end of shows because he keeps yelling, "Drink!" And I'm like, "God damn it!" <laughs> Enabler. <laughs> he is. He's a bad influence. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. There he is. Yeah, now I'm seeing it. So, uh, give a brief rundown of uh, some of your Des Moines music experience. Um, okay, uh, my first, very first band that I was in when I moved to Des Moines, I was 16, and I was in a band called Commerce Drive, and we were uh, basically a Grateful Dead tribute band. And to be honest with you, I know there's people that love the Grateful Dead, but I, I'm not a fan. I'm sorry. Don't dig. <laughs> Don't dig. Don't dig. But I mean, uh, it was um, very good for me because they improvise a lot. So they do a lot of jamming. And nice. that taught me a lot to do live type of jamming and not knowing where we were going and what we were doing next. So it that uh, taught me about, you know, the fundamentals of being creative on the spot in front of an audience. Um, and then after that, I was in a band called uh, Relentless. And uh, that was my second band. And then I was in a, numerous bands after that. Thunder Tees, Humble Soul, uh, re more recently. Uh, Thunder Tees was in the 90s. Uh, but yeah, I've been in a shitload of bands. But they were all covers. You know, they were all cover bands and stuff. Okay. Yeah, Des Moines, Iowa, you know. Yeah, yeah. A lot of cover bands if you want to make money you got to play the fucking covers but uh this band i'm in now richard aren't in the brew it's the first band i did that literally is i would say 75 percent of our our set list is originals but we do you know you got to toss in the covers and stuff but right variety it's more fun yeah yeah because well, you can't fuck up you can't fuck up a song you wrote <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of Richard Art and the Brew, what, what are you guys working on or what do you guys got going on now? We got an album coming out. Uh, it's called uh, uh, Richard Art and the Brew, Bottom of the Barrel is the title of the album. Um, the release yes. date is yet to be announced. Uh, well, fairly soon. Okay. Um, just got us Flat Black Studios in Iowa City, was where we recorded. Nice. And. Uh, I think speaking Playing of that, gigs we, as much as we can with, you know, regardless of this uh, pandemic going on, we're still practicing. We're right. a three piece band. So, and right. we stay eight feet apart. Right. Rather than six. And, uh, oh, so you guys are able but, to, but, uh, and until we, uh, get past all this stuff and God bless everybody. I hope everybody's taking care of themselves and staying inside. Uh, but, uh, we will soon be out and playing as soon as they let us. Nice. I think uh, the next gig we were playing at Foot Fest. I the the exact date. Uh, I think it's July twenty fifth. I can't remember. I'm, I don't don't quote me on that. I'm not sure, but uh, that's up in the Mississippi River. We literally play on the Mississippi River, and everybody ties their boats together. We play on top that's of a cool. houseboat. I think Fucking I seen. Uh, I think I seen some of those pictures from last year. That looked like a damn good time. Nope, I lost your question. I lost you for a second. <laughs> Can you hear me now? I'm not hearing anybody. <laughs> Hang on a second. Can you hear me now? Yep. Can you hear you now? I, was, I just said I, I saw your pictures from last year. That looked like a damn good time when you guys are rocking on top of that house. It's my, it's my favorite show. It's my favorite show to do by far. My favorite. It's a fucking blast. So uh, you said you didn't weren't sure when that album was coming out. We actually have, with your permission, exclusive release right now. Um, the title track. Bottom, bottom of the barrel 
we're going to let everybody hear right now. have it folks exclusive premiere bottom of the barrel by richard art and the brew from the second <laughs> i still have you with me kelly 
There you I are. lost you. There you are. That was a damn good tune, man. That was good. <laughs> you can listen There's to it again a, if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> There's we're nine getting, songs we're getting, on this. We're getting drink What's that? Go ahead. I, I we got other people telling us to drink. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we get a lot of that. We're a drinking band for yeah. sure. Yeah, you got Danielle Eastman and uh, Kimmy K. White telling us to drink. Charlie Stanfield. <laughs> Charlie Stanfield. Bumping on here. A lot of people jumping Bunch on. of fucking alcoholics <laughs> chasing us. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, getting to our next question here. What, what about, what's your favorite part about doing live shows? Oh, the thing about the our gigs, the Richard Arndt and Brew shows, um, rarely do we do bar gigs. We play a lot of festivals play a lot of outdoor shows. Um, so uh, just the fact that we're not confined in small little club, um, people are more spread out. People let loose a little better, and, and it's usually uh, – well, it can, it can be outdoor family shows, or it can be these uh, – could be 12 bands playing. Every time we do, though, we usually end up being one of the last two or three bands. So we get the fun shows. We get the we get the last of the wretched refuse left, you know. So I, I like had, that. One of your last shows, you guys did uh, Thirsty Sportsman. Oh, yeah, that was a fun show. I love playing that place. I, was, I wanted to make it out for that. I didn't get a chance to, but it, it I looked at some of the video and some of the pictures. It looked like it was a good time. It was a good time. I, I we, When I was in Humboldt Soul, we played there a lot. I, I like that bar. That's a decent little place. Isn't that, that's it is. Indoor bagboards and stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do they still have that? I think so. Okay. I think yeah. that's. The, yeah. Matter of fact, they do. I uh, got hit by one when I was going to take a piss. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I think Christian had some questions for you there. Okay. You still here, Christian? Yeah, yeah, I'm. I'm just. Uh, I'm just piping in. I'm just. I'll, I'll jump in if I hear something specific that I want to know. Because right now you're asking the questions that I would ask anyway. Oh, okay. Well, uh, I sent it. Sent it to you because I'm out of the questions on my list. <laughs> my list. Oh, okay. You know what? I'll, I'll tell you guys something that uh, I recently was honored to be uh, endorsed by Soultone Symbols. Oh, yeah. And I got that. my signature, my signature series symbols just came in today. Did it come in? And I yeah, I got them. There's two of oh. them. Yeah. You want to see them? Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh, let me see. Where are they? Ah. The first one I got here is a called a FXO. And it is a uh, crash ride. Nice. Very shiny, very pretty. That's awesome. And uh, I don't know if you can see that, but it's got my yeah. signature on it. That's awesome. That They're looks, that's uh, cool. signature series, uh, both 19-inch, brilliant, uh, handmade in Turkey. Nice. They use no machines. These things are all handmade. Wow. Very fucking expensive. Uh, I have been using Soul Tone for roughly 10 years. And uh, when I got the endorsement, it blew my mind that really the cool, symbols man. that I've been using for 10 years, they wanted to endorse me. And I was like, fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. So this is the other one. Nice. The hand hammered one. Yep. That nice. one's hand hammered and has no lathing. And of course, there's the signature. Yeah. Signature. I, I think so. it's cool how you did the signature and you did your family crest in there. Yeah, I, I was That's, debating on a lot of things. I was like, I just don't want to sign it. Everybody just signs their shit. I mean, right. Uh, so I paid homage to my family history by throwing my family uh, coat of arms in there. Hell yeah. So uh, uh, on a serious note, really serious question here. Do you use shampoo and conditioner or just shampoo and conditioner in one? Pantene, <laughs> shampoo. And then I use this very expensive conditioner that Angela buys. And I'm not shitting you. This shit's like fucking $60 a bottle. But she buys it for herself. And I just use it because it's there. <laughs> but yeah. But you see me, dude. I rarely wear my fucking hair down in public. I was gonna, usually, I was but this is, 
this is rock and roll. You know, this is the riff. You got to fucking have your hair down. You can't look yeah. all fucking bald and shit on this. <laughs> so, uh, I know some people are kind of in the middle about this, but how do you think, how do you feel the internet has impacted the, the music business? Good, bad. Oh, geez. Uh, it probably bad, probably for the worse. Um, I miss, uh, vinyl records. Oh, nobody yeah. buys, nobody even buys CDs anymore. Everything's all downloaded online and shit. There's no, you know, you remember when you used to get an LP, you used to fucking sit there and stare at the album cover and it was like this big, you know, yeah. and you would stare at that fucker and listen to the whole album and you wouldn't take your eyes off it. That's right. gone. It's dead. You don't see that anymore. There's no magic in it anymore. It's just like, I downloaded this song, you know, right. and there's n the little tiny picture on your phone right. that you look at and you can't even tell what it is. It's so small. And then all that fun stuff is gone. Everything's all gigabytes. You know, my wife no actually, uh, I don't know. You can't really see it back here, but you can see the little silver. That's the corners of my, uh, player my my wife got me a record player for uh, oh dude i'm jealous i i uh that is actually my next thing i want to i want to do the thing where you where you get the uh the, you know all three the the monitors and all the fucking the record player and oh yeah the receiver and then put your fucking speakers on fucking milk crates with the albums with the albums inside the milk crates you know yep Yep, hell yeah. I want that back. <laughs> it's actually that's actually my first record player. I, I remember when really? I was a kid when I was a kid the first album I ever heard was uh Pink Floyd uh Dark Side of the or uh The Wall. Oh, that's a good one to start with. That's one of my one fucking Seriously, dude, that is one of my favorite fucking albums. I listen to that, I'm not kidding you, probably three times a week at work. The whole album. Yeah. I so love the, that album. She bought me she bought me two albums with the record player. I got this for one of you guys. Who wants it? He's got the he's got the milk crate right there for albums. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's where you put your albums, right there, brother. <laughs> she, got me, she got me two albums with the record player. She got me Frank Sinatra, uh, a dual set, and Dark yeah. Side of the. Moon. And she got me Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah, that's an awesome album too. You can't go wrong with Pink Floyd, though. I'm, right? I'm a big fan. <laughs> yeah. So hey, me speaking of that, me and Angela bought tickets to see Roger Waters in Minneapolis. Uh, it's the full-on wall show. Oh, nice. And, uh, oh, dude, fucking expensive. I'm not even, I'm not even going to tell you how much it costs. I, but... I think I remember you telling, saying something on Facebook when you got them. Yeah, you, and I said the price, and I got my ass kicked for saying it. I don't remember you saying the price, but that's so. No, it was a <laughs> But it's one of those, one of those once-in-a-lifetime things, possibly, so you never know, you know? Well, I seen Pink Floyd and Cedar Rapids back in like 1986. Oh, no. oh shit! Uh, it was right after Roger Waters was fired uh, or quit or whatever that story yeah. is. But it was a yeah, good show. Uh, a lot of ego between him and Gilmore. No, well, <laughs> too yeah. much ego between the two of them for one band. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. You get a band that successful and you do albums that amazing, how you can just fight? You know what I mean? Right. What are you right. fighting about? Right. <laughs> I don't get it. Uh, I'm I'm older. I'm the older stuff though. I'm I'm. Uh, Me too. Six like. Uh, oh, I can't remember. I know. Uh, Wish you were here. Came out in '75, and I can't remember what came out before that one. Was Dark Side. Um, animals. Oh okay. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of of metal or uh, Saucer Full of Secrets or. Um, that that kind of stuff that more uh yeah oh. you're like me then because you're really you're picky i uh i tend to gravitate towards the albums that were perfect from start to finish right you know we're like there's no bad songs on the entire album yeah i i, I will play all those albums from front to end but i rarely do i go in and just find a song and listen to that song and then listen to another band one song or listen to another band after that. I listen to entire albums. That's just the way I've always been. So I guess that's a good lead into a question. Uh, che, you actually asked this to Joey last week. I thought it was actually a great question. Is there an era or eras rather, um, you know, let's go by decades um, that you like as far as music, you know, the, the any, any genre doesn't matter, but you know, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. Ever since, uh, 
Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club. That was like 1968 or 69, uh, all the way up to like 79. That was my favorite because everybody was, they didn't give a fuck what you looked like. And uh, it was all, uh, they, the producers didn't really bother or the, you know, the, the record company really didn't bother them. They let them do what they wanted and they, you know, sit there and go, well, I don't know. It's rock and roll. Let them try what they ever want. And then it's like what Frank Zappa said. It was like, as soon as they figured out that, hey, there's money in this, then they started over analyzing everything. Well, this guy's cute. Bon Jovi. Let's hire, you know, I don't give a shit about him. He said he was, he was eye candy for women. And his music right. sucked. I don't give, you know, I don't care. People fucking argue with me about that. But he was. He was just fucking yeah. eye candy. That's all he was. Joey, Joey said his was uh, the 70s and the 90s, and which makes sense There was to some me. good shit in the 90s. The, the grunge era was pretty cool. I liked Soundgarden and Alice in Chains and stuff like yeah. that. It was great. It makes sense to me because the 90s stuff was kind of similar to what you were talking about. All of a sudden, no one gave a fuck about what they looked like. Yeah, I mean, Eddie Vedder wore plaid to or uh, flannels in his, all of his concerts. Yeah, so. all of that. Yeah, <laughs> that was uh, everybody stopped caring. That was all all thanks to Nirvana. That yeah. one song that broke the fucking ice. Yeah, that was good. That was a good thing. Guys quit wearing makeup and dressing like women. I don't care whether you don't do whatever you want, but if you don't yeah. sound good, then I don't give a shit about you. Right, right. Hey, now the '80s was my era. I don't know why. Eighties <laughs> was my. Well, there was some good stuff in the eighties. Queensrÿche, they were fucking oh, awesome. Queensrÿche was good. Absolutely. Oh, they're fucking, They're one of my favorites. Yeah. yeah, there were some good ones. They're they're the Queensrÿche got ruined now because Jeff Tate and his wife kind of pissed off the whole band and that whole separation. I never. I always wondered what happened with that. I never heard the story. Yeah, his wife but, was the manager uh, for years, and then. You know, I'm sure there's some toes that got stepped on or something there. I know Jeff Tate's got an ego, but um, so does Michael Wilton. And, and I think there was a lot of inner turmoil going on and arguments about where they wanted to go with the music. Yeah. Well, look at them know. now. What's sad is they're all re-performing mind crime. They're like having mind crime concerts and they're right. doing it two different. Jeff Tate doing mind crime and then Queensryche doing mind crime. <laughs> That's like Waters and, and Pink uh -huh. Floyd. Uh -huh. uh, in the chat there, I don't know if you can see that. I don't know if that's a sarcastic uh, question or if uh, Charlie Stanfield wants to know how you feel about Deep Purple. Is that a joke or is that a serious question? I can't, I don't know. You know what? I like the middle of Deep Purple when they had, uh, oh God, Perfect Strangers, I think was the name of it. Yes. Absolutely. That was that album was great, but and then there was some of the older stuff like Highway Star and shit like that. I love that. But then you listen to the whole album. There's a bunch of stuff that kind of eh, it's all right. Confession: I never Would heard you? I never heard Highway Star until I watched the movie Dazed and Confused. Oh really? Yeah. Well, you still yeah. heard it? Did you like it? Embarrassed admit that. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't you know. Got, if I've heard by Deep Purple that I don't like. You got to check out Machine Head. It, yeah, it's machine has gone. Cliched album, but but seminal in my opinion. Oh, the name of the yeah, album. but a lot of hits on that album. Even though they got overplayed, they're right. still good. Yeah, it was just a radio overplaying, ruining it for everybody. But I'm, I'm terrible about albums. What songs were on Machine Head? Hush. Uh, yeah, there's Hush and Smoke on the Water was on that, right? Yeah, that was the that was the the main one was Smoke on the Water that everybody remembers. Yeah, and uh, God damn it! Now you put me on spot. I can't remember I all know, of them, but there's just, like three or four radio played songs on that. I, I was just thinking that I was like, "Thanks a lot, you put us on the spot here," because I'm trying to think too. Well, yeah, yeah, I, 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 oh, okay. I <laughs> sorry. I'll bring up the, the uh, <laughs> but uh, no, I'm pretty sure Highway Stars on that album as well. So that's that's why I said that. Yeah, that's an awesome. Okay. Album. That kind oh, of, that's what broke Space them. Really. I mean, they had albums before that, but I think that's what really broke them. Space trucking is on there. Space trucking. Oh. That's what it was. Yep. That's a good tune. Yeah, that's a good, good. Uh, is there a really long, uh, what do you call it? A bridge? A really long. Uh, oh, and, and which one? Space trucking? In, uh, space trucking. 
Or so uh, just like jamming. They're just jamming. Yeah. Big long. I don't know if it's, if it's a if it's the bridge or if it's just a solo or whatever you want to call it. God, you're gonna make me listen to that album again tomorrow. <laughs> uh, I was like, God damn it! Now I'm gonna have to listen to that. That he's talking about. Will so uh, Will Kellogg's got a question. Sorry, Jay. Were you just gonna read that? No, no go ahead. I uh, say Will Kellogg's got a question for you. Wants to know uh, what band would you like to see that you haven't seen? Oh, uh, you know what? I've seen just about every fucking band there is. Uh, the only one that I can think of that I would like to go see is Paul McCartney. Oh, uh, I haven't seen him before he dies because he's up there. I've seen everybody else. Um, you know, I've seen the Rolling Stones. I've seen all the big ones. Uh, I've seen Neil Diamond. <laughs> actually. You like Neil Diamond? No. No? <laughs> All right, that's weird. Nope. I got to see him uh, in Des Moines, so. The mute. Where's the mute? <laughs> no, but I did see Pat Boone. I seen Pat Boone. Okay. That was actually my first concert when I was like seven years old. He was playing at a rodeo in Sydney, Iowa. That was my first concert. The rodeo in Sydney. The, the infamous rodeo in Sydney, Iowa. Yep, yep. That's a famous for the rodeos down there, I guess. Yeah, they are. That's that's known the 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 world over. <laughs> I always remember the name of the town because of Pat Boone. <laughs> <laughs> how about a how about a, a a favorite or funny story from the road? Oh, I got some good ones. Um, I, love, I love hearing these. Okay, now uh, I'm not going to say any names. I'm not going to say any names because uh, he's on my Facebook. Um, okay. but I, uh, we had a band opening up for us back in the nineties and, uh, the drummer, it was, uh, the, no, actually it was in the eighties and this drummer was doing a drum solo and the light man had hung. You remember back in the day when the cans were like fucking 50 pounds each, the light cans. Huge. Okay. So we had this bar going across the ceiling with like 20 of those so you imagine these things must have weighed a thousand pounds right and they hung it with coat hanger wire so this guy's doing it well, i'm sitting out in the audience waiting to play and he's fucking drum soloing and the fucking coat hanger wire gave way and all those lights came crashing down on his drums mid drum solo and completely demolished his set, and the lights were kind of shining up from the ground up to the ceiling. And all you could see was this arm with a holding a drumstick, <laughs> like a silhouette. And the whole fucking crowd was really silent. <laughs> there was like dead silence. Near this guy goes, "Awesome solo!" <laughs> from the back of the room, and everybody just kind of started laughing. We all went up and made sure it was okay. So we had to reset up everything, but it was more of a visual thing. I guess he had to be there, but that poor guy, he got hurt though. Yeah. He had a little drizzle of blood coming down. Oh, great. Awesome. Solo, man. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, the other one is uh, the late Lance Harrison. Rest in peace. In peace. Uh, this singer for uh, Thunder Tees. We were signed with ARM out of Minneapolis. Uh, and we were traveling from city to city, playing Monday through Saturday, and we would drive all day Sunday. Well, Lance got drunk in uh, a town called uh, Virginia, Minnesota, and yelled some expletives uh, at uh, the audience and basically got us fired. So we were all pissed at him. And uh, we got paid for whatever days we played, but we got all got in our cube van and they were in another van and we had a CB radio. And one of us had hit the red button on the CB so they could hear everything we were saying about Lance in the other car <laughs> for like two, two fucking hours. Poor Lance had to sit there and listen to us shit talk him. <laughs> And all of a sudden, we see their van pulling off into a truck stop. They're like, oh, I guess we're going to go get gas. And we pulled over, and Lance, if you've never seen a picture of Lance, he's got just blonde, blonde hair. And he comes out, and his face is beet red behind this blonde hair. And he comes stomping up to the cube van. He's like, you guys want to talk shit about me? You might want to turn this red button off. So like, we all just started laughing. 
But I miss that guy. He was great. Next day, he was like all over it. You know, he's like, eh, "When's band practice?" You know, it didn't hurt his feelings. He he knew he he knew he got drunk and said some shit. You know, it was no big deal. <laughs> I know some people like that. <laughs> <laughs> I've had some of those. I've had a few of those experiences on the road. There's there's a lot of them out there. There's a lot of those musicians out there that don't know when to hold back in front of an audience. You right. gotta... <laughs> I think uh, Damon had a story or two kind of like that back in the day, didn't he? Maybe, maybe not. Who? Uh, I was talking to my brother. Sorry, I, lost, I actually lost you there for a second. <laughs> I said, I think Damon probably had a story or two like that from back in the Damon day. Damon was one we were shit talking. Oh, okay. Yeah. Damon, Damon, <laughs> Damon Marino was our, was our drummer. And uh, yeah, Damon was the one that was uh, the one getting drunk and saying stupid shit. Or, I mean, he always had a good time. He never had a bad attitude or anything like that. But he made things interesting, that's for sure, or irritating. <laughs> that's one good. That's one good thing about Richard is there's been times where I got pissed off. I wasn't pissed at the audience. I was pissed off at our sound crew. I won't. It was nobody. Uh, nobody that's probably watching this. It was in a whole different town, different sound men that we had never worked with before, and. Uh, they could hear everything I was saying over the mic and I didn't realize it. Richard's turned around. It's like, Hey, you need to tone it down. Richard's really good about keeping his cool. I'm not so much. <laughs> we're, we're, we're oh, you, we, we keep getting drinking. Oh, are we drinking? Yeah. God damn it. Here we go. I might have to go make a drink while we're sitting here talking. I don't know if I can drink anymore because this is a new glass, you know, new glass. What do you, what is that? Hey, a skull. Is that a skull? There we oh, go. cool! What is that? Is that a beer? No, it's a glass. It's just like a glass. Oh, it's, it's a glass. Look like a, a bottle for a second. Is that a cup, cup, Jay? I just—it's—it's a sippy cup. Um, <laughs> I rinsed it. I rinsed it out before I used it, but I didn't use soap and water. It smells, <laughs> it smells like someone drank a twelve-pack of beer and then farted in it. It doesn't smell good. Oh. I don't know if I can keep drinking that. Might, might, <laughs> might add to the effects. Oh, man. <laughs> it's, pretty, uh, it's pretty raunchy. You guys want to come in the other room while I make a, myself a margarita? Oh, go for yeah, it. We I, tried I, ran out of, I ran out of beer. So. Do you deliver? <laughs> Do I deliver? No, but you know what? We have a uh, Mexican restaurant that we uh, frequent that uh, makes us margaritas. I won't say who they are because they're not supposed to, but... <laughs> they're very good people I think Richard's happy that you said that uh, he was cool <laughs> Richard's cool he is he keeps his cool for sure I, I think I've seen I think I've seen Richard before when he played has he played at like sports page in any yum way back in the Richard day. has played at every fucking venue that you could possibly think of I swear I've I seen guarantee you down here before. if there's a bar if there's a bar anywhere near you Hundred dollars, he's played it. Yeah, yeah, I guarantee you. He's I, a hard-working motherfucker, dude. I, I had a... <laughs> that was loud. There we go. This is yeah. be, this has got to be like a regular feature. We we tried to get Joey to do it. He made his drink right before we went on live. Yeah, we tried to get him to do it live, and he wouldn't do it. Oh, uh, I made I made mine before, and then I drank it while I was sitting here talking to you. And now I'm on number two. I actually, and it's not a small glass. No, that's a good size margarita, man. Fucking had, all right, man. I had another question for you, but we're going to go to the chat and because uh, that's what matters more. Uh, Nate and Jojo Hudson want to know who influenced influenced you the most in music. Oh, um, well, number one, Rush. Uh, oh, man, Led Zeppelin. Um, I love the way they didn't really follow any rules. They just did whatever they wanted for the time nobody was doing that kind of stuff they said they were pioneers anybody that was a pioneer really todd rungren i really i even like and he's kind of a soft rock guy but yeah. uh fucking the shit he did was amazing i was gonna say he's more like 104.1 yeah did i just, did I just but you know myself? if you listen to wizard of true star though there's some really good rock and shit in there and then utopia was awesome too his his rock band, you know, it was really Todd Rundgren, but it was his rock and stuff. He just called it Utopia, but I like that stuff too. But um, mostly though, Rush and Led Zeppelin, probably. 
Those guys and Queen's are, right. Those Queen's guys, right those was guys, awesome too. Those guys are okay. I mean, yeah, that that led the the Led Zeppelin. Oh, <laughs> Which one was Led? <laughs> uh, Is that the singer? So that my question was going to be, uh, what are some of your favorite venues you played? Favorite venues. Uh, I would have to say Overboard, which is now called uh, The Wicked Rabbit. Uh, when I was with Humble Soul, those shows were always awesome. Uh, we played Suds a lot. Where's, Over- where's Overboard located? Army Post Road, right across from that uh, Tenderloin oh, shop. Yeah. Okay, I know what you're talking about now. Yep. Um, yeah. And it's like in a little strip mall kind of place. It's yep. small, but that. He's Pizza. Yep. Yep. <laughs> And uh, yeah, we get pizza while we were playing. Too. Say, that's probably the coolest um, thing in the world. In that bar, you can go to the window and order your food. Yes, we literally we're going to take a break, and then we walk right over that window and get pizza. Nice, um, nice. But actually, to be honest, um, when the the funnest thing is going to new towns, I I can't really say like particular venue because they're not really venues that we play. We play parks and we play uh, you know outdoor festivals and on town squares. So it's not really any favorite venue per se, as far as favorite town. Uh, I like playing Lansing, uh, Iowa, which is where the Mississippi river, the foot fest is. Um, you guys play bike night down here last year? Yep. We, we played bike night in Indianola. Was it last year? Yeah, I think it was last year. Yeah. We did that, that we opened, uh, that was, we were the first show. It was great. And Ragbri. Oh, we headlined Ragbri. I forgot about that. That was 8,000 fucking people, dude. Yeah. uh, Ames, Iowa, two years ago, right? Was it two years ago? Yeah, it was a couple years ago. Yeah. We headlined uh, Ames, Iowa. I think there were three bands. We went on at uh, 10 o'clock and played till midnight. Damn. Eight eight thousand fucking people, dude. And I remember standing backstage, going, "God, there must be two thousand people out there." And <laughs> while the opening band was playing, this lady who's holding a clipboard, she just looks at me and she goes, uh, "Try eight thousand. I was like, "What?" She goes, "Yeah, walk up the ramp behind the drummer and just take a look." So I walk up, and it's like uh, the stage was like six feet high. So I go walking up, and I peek behind a curtain, and it's like five blocks of people. I was like, holy fuck, we should have dressed nicer. (laughs) We were all wearing shorts and dirty t-shirts and sweaty, and it was a summer, you know? Oh, yeah. Great show, though. Great audience. It was great. Awesome. Uh, Richard mentioned lefties. Do you you, you play that very often? Yeah, Richard caught me. I forgot to say. Um, On the... 24th of what for what for uh lefties she's a, he's asking her talk, talking manager. to my manager oh, talking not, to my yeah. manager the 24th of the 24th of april we are uh playing a live stream and it's all original music uh i think an hour and a half oh nice eight 18 original brews songs live streamed from lefties that's badass man that's awesome and uh we might throw in maybe one cover surprise that we haven't done before and i won't say by who but there's a there's a cherry on the cake you know that we're not going to tell anybody about that we're going to end the show with that nobody would ever predict that we would even attempt i'll just tell you that right now what day is that is that a friday or saturday i believe it's a a friday it's a friday or saturday Friday. friday yep okay we may have to uh share that on the page and we've got a guest lined up for that night but we may see what we can do about getting you share uh, i don't know what time we go on eight you know that'd be perfect i you know what you know angela has to do all that shit for me dude <laughs> i i can't remember anything uh on a personal how things going are you are you uh still working down there or are you not yes i Fortunately, I am still able to work right now. Um, they laid off 30, geez, 32 people out of 35, I Damn. think. Is, or no, 
Yeah, well, either way, I think we got, I don't know how many people all there is, 30-something, but we're only, they only let six people stay. Holy crap. Fortunately, I was one of them. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, weird. weird yeah. Time. Weird times. Oh, dude, it's it is so weird. Situation. Hey, if you need I to. Wanna... Sorry, I was going to say, if you guys need a graphic designer over there, shameless plug here. <laughs> I need to fill oh, some. You know what? I, do, I do that, too, but I don't want that job. <laughs> I did a album cover uh, for LA Guns back in '96. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it was my only little claim to fame, art-wise. As far as oh, I got, I did some stuff for Walt Disney, but it was uh, for ESPN because they own ESPN. Disney owns ESPN, so that's pretty. That's cool, man. That's pretty. Uh, that's pretty good shit to put in your resume. <laughs> uh, you know, to be honest with you. Uh, Angel's Angel's giving me a little shit because I haven't done any artwork in so long. And when I first met her, I drew pictures of her. And uh, the first night we met, I drew some pictures of her. And uh, she was just like, oh, my God, I love that. I love watching you draw. And then then (laughs) I haven't been doing any artwork since. (laughs) She's just like pissed. I I don't blame her, though. I need to get back into it. I got an I'm doing the album cover. And to be honest with you, the album will be out as soon as I get this fucking album cover done. <laughs> so, eh, well, I told him this weekend. Hopefully, uh, the art equipment I, I need will show up. Uh, but uh, we uh, we got it all rough draft and everything. It just needs to color. And uh, once that's done, we'll package it, stamp it, and you guys will know. All right, cool. Um, it, would you? What advice would you give to someone wanting to follow in your footsteps? Don't do drugs. <laughs> Number one, uh, yeah. Uh, to be honest with you, and, and I'm dead serious about that. Um, when I was uh, doing all the bands during the '90s, I uh, a lot of my stuff got pawned off just because it was the '80s. Everybody was doing coke. Everybody was doing that. I, I was yeah. right there with them, and. Uh, the good things never really started happening to me until after I grew out of that. So um, take yourself seriously, be, be awake, be alert and uh, be able to think and concentrate. You'll be fine. Keep your, you know, focus on what you're doing. I'm, I'm, you know how old I am. I'm not going to say it here, but you know how old I am. And I got some really (laughs) cool shit going on with me right now. And I, yeah, I'm pissed that it didn't happen to me in my 20s and 30s because that's when, you know, and then I could have enjoyed it a lot longer. Yeah, there's the album yeah. cover. I did that for LA Guns nice. back in 96. I didn't even I didn't even know he was going to pull that up. That's Yeah, that's cool. cool. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. But uh, So as far as uh, playing goes, um, so would you tell a person that wants to learn to play the drums, would you tell them to – spend your money and get a good, get good shit or just get what you can. I would tell them to go on Craigslist or uh, Facebook marketplace, get a good quality set that's used because it really doesn't matter what kind of drum set it is. As long as uh, it's durable, you can put your drum heads, you can put better drum heads on it and tune it to make it sound good. I can make any drum set sound good. I can go buy a first act drum kit down at fucking Toys R Us while they're closed, but you know, but I, I and, and make it sound good as long as I get good drum heads on it and tune it. You can play it; it doesn't matter. But make sure that you're comfortable. Uh, make sure that you're in love with it. Make sure it's the color you want. You want to be excited to play it. You know, right? passion and you, you gotta have that yeah you gotta have that passion if you, you just don't yeah. go on don't go out and blow a bunch of money on a drum kit if you're not ready to go on stage yet because you right. save your money for when you're ready to go on stage and then get the fucking nice drum set you know right but you gotta earn your fucking stripes though for a while right I think that's that sounds. if you don't have uh if you don't have uh um the passion for it that's like anything else if you don't have the passion for it there's no point in doing it i mean yeah, I mean, I, I, no, I'm guilty of that too. I wanted to learn how to play piano. As soon as I got behind one, I was like, "Fuck, this is hard." I don't have that much passion for it. I'll, I'll stick to drums and guitar, whatever. I'm okay on guitar. I know all the chords and stuff. But you, you asked me to play a lead, I'm like, "What? No, I don't know what to do." Yeah. 
I'm laughing because Jeff says you need a brush. <laughs> yeah, Je- Jeff just wants to see my girlfriend's butt. Every- that's all he ever talks about. <laughs> I posted a picture of Angela getting soup out of a counter, out of a cupboard once. And he has never let me down on that. Just like, where's that picture? <laughs> What's up, Jeff? Thanks for tuning in, man. He's a cool guy, though. He cracks me up. Christian sure uh, changed his looks there. Oh, yeah. He Oop. turned the girl. That's that's my niece. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, he told me he was going for a little break for a second, but he must have went for a big break and made a big change. No, who's who, who? Who's the girl? Who am I talking to? Uh, That's my brother's daughter, Madison. Okay. Hi, Madison. Hi. How are you? Good. How have you been? I have been great. How are uh, you? You staying healthy and everything? Staying inside? Yeah, most most part. <laughs> yeah. Are you still in school, or what do you do? Uh well, we have Zoom classes for school right now, where you have to like FaceTime your teacher with all of the classmates. She's a, uh, oh yeah, my daughter's doing that too. She's only six. Oh, for doing that. You're, you're yeah. a junior, right, Madison? Yep. Yep, she's a junior cool. in high school. Where at? Uh, Indianola. Indianola. My son Indianola. went there. Yeah. What's your son's name? Seamus Moriarty, but he graduated like uh, two or three years ago. Oh, I wouldn't know. <laughs> I've got. Now you probably don't know. Daughter graduated last year, and a son will graduate this year. Well, supposed to graduate this year. I don't know. Where the hell everything's at with that? <laughs> how old? How old are you, Che? Forty-five. Oh, you're just a baby. Yeah. My, <laughs> oldest, my oldest daughter is twenty-six, though. With with a really daughter, with a son of her own. Yeah. I started late. I had my first child when I was thirty-three, and uh, Lily, who's only six. I won't say how old I was because then you'll do the math and tell everybody how old I, I was. I gotta, I gotta tell you that that kid is freaking adorable. Especially Lily, with, he's yes. hilarious, dude. Cute as a button, man. Yeah, she's ornery as hell, though. She gives us a run for our money, dude. I'm telling you, she exhausts me. Keeps you on your feet. She's probably she's probably the only thing besides playing in band that makes me feel young because I have to chase her everywhere when she's like, yeah. Yeah. How how many sets of ears? Huh? How many sets of ears does she have? Those little headband things that she wears. Oh, uh, well, we did a we did a photo shoot with all of them. I think we counted. 19 Holy different crap. sets of ears. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. But we couldn't get her to sit still for it, for the picture. So it's like you see all these ears laying in the grass, and then you see this blob of what's supposed to be a child in the middle of it because <laughs> she wouldn't sit still for the pictures. We're like, God damn it. <laughs> well, um, I don't know where my, where the other my other half went or my other co-host here. Wow. Yeah, your there other you half. Go. Now yeah. we know what's going on. <laughs> You're catching. <laughs> I've, I've fucking got nothing. <laughs> I can't say nothing. Uh, my girlfriend's chiming in. Yep, she's Don't throwing you. Continue. He doesn't chase her around. <laughs> I do too. I'm about to be doing that shit. I don't know. What I don't do is I don't discipline her very well. Angela takes care of that, but. She gets so mad at me. Yeah. I, I'm I'm a softy. I'm just it's, saying I'm uh, a softy. It's daddy's little girl. Mm-hmm. I always get my wife will tell you that my two daughters, all they have to do is bat their eyes at me and I get them give them whatever the hell they want. She's got big, beautiful eyes, and it breaks my heart when she but you know. Yeah. I do okay sometimes. I do okay with it. And then other times it's she starts crying. I'm like, I'm sorry. I made you cry. Before you know it, she'll be a teenager and she'll hate your guts. And she'll be sneaking out uh, the fucking house. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she, I'm bolting these fucking windows, dude. I'll oh, tell man. you that. Jane, I'll be sitting on the fucking porch with a shotgun. My wife, my wife's tuning in. Her her parents screwed her windows. Angela. Yeah. Lily. In the bedroom. Daddy, I want to go get high with my friends. <laughs> you can't hear it now, but you will. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, we've, pro- we've probably taken up enough of your time. Do you, Christian, did you have anything else you want to ask? No, no, no. Uh, I think, no, I I think, think- we had a good time. Yeah, I think it was yeah. fun. I'll do this again sometime, Jay. So for Hell next yeah. time, let's be in a public place in a bar and, you know, get, yeah. back, get this fucking place back to normal. Right. And we're going to live stream it. 
Yep. We'll have yeah. a, we'll have a That's actually a fucking good idea. You should do that. Yep. Take the I, show to a fucking bar when because you know as soon as they let everybody out, this town's gonna go nuts. What it what'd it be really cool is if I could show up at Lefties when you go to go live on the twenty fourth. You're more than welcome to and I could, I, don't, I, could, I could go live on our channel and I could host it from Lefties. You know Eric, don't you? The owner I don't. of Lefties. From um, the owner Christian, of Lefties. Christian yeah, does. Get a get a hold of Eric and uh, see if he's okay with it. I don't think there'd be any problem with that. It'd be awesome. It'd be my first time ever stepping foot in the place. Really? Oh, it's a cool never... bar, dude. Oh, dude, you gotta go there. It's I mean, it's, it's, it's that, that Joey uh, last he was on, but uh, he gave me a little shit for it because Christian was in Vivid. They played there. I've I've known Jim and Joe forever and never ever saw That's them it. play. <laughs> yeah we've all done our time at lefties lefties is a good venue um that's well you know speaking of you guys asked me what venues were the best in the one i'd say lefties and woolies are probably the two biggest best best places to get a gig at um as far as getting you know being sure that you're going to get a crowd because that place is always that's what their forte is you know Jeff says he's at work for 12 hours, so you can keep talking. At least he didn't lie and say he's working for 12 hours. Yeah. He's at, he just said he's there. Jeff, <laughs> Jeff there. is. He's a compulsive liar. I don't know if you guys knew that. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I could sit back and just read his shit on Facebook all day, every day, and be entertained. I'd never have to read anything else. It's his brother. His brother, Brad. He's and, the one. Oh, my God. Those guys. I can't believe they're brothers. The one thing I love about Jeff is you never have to wonder what he's thinking. No, oh, no. He's always good for, he's, <laughs> I, he's one, I'm oh, one man. of the guys, I don't really, sometimes I just sit there and scroll through Facebook and ignore people. If I see his name come up, I stop. Oh yeah. What's he saying now? What's he running? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because he's always rough. Yeah. Hey, somebody wants to say hi. Say hi. 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 <laughs> She's ready for bed. Can she see all of us? Yeah. I had to send her into the bedroom because she was running around naked <laughs> yeah i don't know if you guys see me snapping my fingers and pointing i was like get her get her <laughs> not that kind of show <laughs> life of a daddy yeah but hey guys thanks thanks for having me and thanks for dude, being on. get a hold of eric um okay. and you're more than welcome as far as i'm concerned you're invited and uh, okay. let's do it. Okay. All right, buddy. Christian, right. it was nice talking to you. Nice you meeting too, man. you. Appreciate so you being on the show, man. Definitely. It was fun. I had a great time. You know, we're going to have. Thanks a lot. We're going to have to do. Can you see me? Yep. She can't hear herself if you can't tell. I didn't hear the question. What was it? No, that's right. I, I, I just whenever. Uh, Whenever you guys are done, I'm going to send you guys out with, uh, we're going to play the song again. If you want to oh, quickly Eric? introduce that again and uh, let us know that you're not telling when the album's coming out. Uh, the album will be out soon. I'll say within weeks. Awesome. Uh, the name of the album is Richard Art and the Brew. Uh, the title is Bottom of the Barrel, and this is the title track of the album called Bottom of the Barrel. One more thing. Did you see me? Jim says next time he would like us to focus more on your hair. I tried. I can try. I tried. I tried to focus on it. Here. There we go. Jim need to find something out of place on that head of hair. Oh, man. Don't yeah. do that. You'll, you'll trigger Jim's OCD. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Right. thank you so much, Kelly. Definitely appreciate it, man. Thanks. Yeah, man. thanks for, it was, it was great. Day. I had a great time. We did, too. It was entertaining. Thanks, man. Rock on, Des Moines. Stay clean. Stay safe. Everybody stay inside. Up to the bar, 
song can offend your ear. Can't spare you are. I'm not understand all the things I say to you. So listen to my words, boy. You watch them all come true. Sometimes what you need to find is in the bottom of a barrel. We talk for quite some time. 